give value, give value, give value, then ask for the sale. And so I, I ask every client that I talk with and, and you two uh, listeners is share tidbits of information of value from your expertise. That being said, you might think, oh, everyone else knows this. They don't trust. They don't share it. Welcome to the Business Ownership Podcast, brought to you by Awareness Strategies, helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Carolyn. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be here. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. Yeah. So uh, my name is Carlin Ankrum. I am the founder and lead strategist at Oh Snap Social. It is a social media marketing agency dedicated to creating a strategy with intention that then ladders up to converting your fans and prospects into raving and paying ultimately customers. So We've been in the industry for 15 years. Um, I've been doing OSNAP Social full-time for myself for five years uh, after building it on the side for three. So I've been around for a little bit. Um, I don't know if I always knew that I wanted to do social media. I mean, it is a very new, even still, avenue in the marketing world. And uh, it just took an aha moment my senior year of college where I was studying journalism that I was like, oh, this kind of combines the storytelling, the fun graphics, the video, the, you kind of have to be a magical unicorn in some, some sense to, to be part of a social media uh, team and content creator. So, so you found yourself in college trotting down the corridors going, I'm a unicorn. Yeah. What do I want to do? Yeah. And cause everyone's like, Ooh, I want to be an editor of a magazine or I want to be a, a reporter in the news. I personally found news extremely depressing, still kind of do. Um, and yes, it would have been great to be an editor of Vogue and things like that. But I was like, I just have a feeling this like print world is just slowly evaporating and everything is going to be in the digital space. And I was totally just my eyes opened my senior year when I took webcom uh, within the corporate comm side of things. And I could not believe that businesses were utilizing Facebook to get the word out about their product, service, launch, then journalists could go and just pull it directly without even having to set up a formal interview. I was like, wow, it just makes that communication a lot more streamlined. And in a 24 hour news cycle, I was like, that's pretty important. <laughs> so um, that's where my knowledge first uh, peaked around the social media space. So very cool. So now who would you say that you serve and support or who's your ideal client? Yeah, I think my ideal client, it has definitely morphed in the past year. Um, and I recommend to everyone who is first starting their business, uh, I kind of use this analogy, like kiss a lot of frogs um, and just say yes until you really get a sense of who you jive with, like to work with. And so right now, our ideal client is kind of two pronged, one in the like author space, small business space where they just need that strategy and setup 
And we work with them in kind of our intensive uh, workshops to get them off to the races versus the other side where we're working with larger companies, almost as fractional social media managers within their existing teams to implement the content for them. So we work in partnership with them, with other marketers on their team in order to get that content out consistently. Because um, even you know, larger teams, they don't focus a lot on social because it changes so much. And it's a lot for one person to keep up with in terms of, you know, along with all the other things that they have to do. So they often outsource it. Uh, and so that's where we come in. Uh, we also offer training for those, those teams as well, because it is something that you need to keep up with. So we do quarterly trainings as well for um, marketing teams who, I would say lean and mean marketing teams that kind of run the gamut and have to do it all um, because I've been there. I've been there. It is not an easy feat. So any way that we can support um, those folks is is our jam. So nice. I love it. So let's talk a, a bit about how companies can ideally structure their teams. Say somebody is kind of looking at, okay, I want to build this out. We have maybe one person that up until now has done all our brands, our graphics, our <laughs> everything. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this has got to change because, you know, clearly too much pressure on this person. And I have seen this in one person teams, like with a, <laughs> the founder and an assistant. And I've seen yep. it in multi-million dollar, you know, $25 million companies where they have one person doing the graphics. And then they have one person doing the internal IT and their jobs have nothing to do with each other. So like we would come in and restructure things and kind of helping them because they didn't understand that social media, well, and promotions, let's put like yeah. the entire blanket of promotions yeah. um, is broken down into a ton of different complex things. So when you're working with companies, is there, let's say an ideal that somebody could work towards because they have to include project management, they have to include the creatives, the writing, the graphics, the everything. So yeah, no, you're that. totally right. I think a lot of a lot of people tend to lean on the young person in the team. And in some respects, that, that is a smart move because they typically understand the mechanics of how the tech works, like how to edit a reel, how to do, how to post something. But what they are missing is the experience from the strategic lens the why behind what we're posting. Why does it matter? How is it going to move the bottom line and the needle and the business? And then oftentimes, because the leadership that has that knowledge and know-how or tenure, say, in that company or business, they don't know how to speak the language of the social media person or that younger professional. And so then we get into a whole generational gap communication problems <laughs> from a structure standpoint. But at the same time, a lot of people let, and I, I experience this all the time. I teach federal uh, government employees about social media and they too are left on their own island, like by themselves. No one talks to them. No one tells them what's happening. And they're out there just like, floundering trying to find subject matter experts or find subject matter expert posts on the website or articles or things like that to then repurpose and put out on social it is not effective it doesn't work well you have to include the social media person in those larger marketing conversations because yes 
Social media is a sliver of the overarching marketing objectives. It's not where you should put all of your eggs in one basket. I tell everyone that because they're like, how can we make us go viral tomorrow? I'm like, well, how Cat much money videos with really hot men in them, but <laughs> yeah. that's not your business. Right? Or cute so... puppies and babies, right? <laughs> right? Like those always work. Hot dudes, babies, puppies, internet gold all day. So, you know, it's, I get frustrated because a lot of what I do is actually educating teams on how to work together mm. or to not leave the social media person on an island. Because yes, they might have the tech down, but they're missing the strategy. So people in leadership need to bring them up to speed. And the only reason to do that, or the only way to do that is have regular cadence meetings. Um, and so sometimes I come in and I'm that liaison or I'm the person that's saying, hey, what about this? Or we need to get Bill on camera to talk about X, Y, Z thing, you know, and I, I tend to push the envelope a little bit because I can, because I'm the outside person coming in be like, if you want this to work, this is what you got to do. Um, and I think that gives me a little bit of an edge compared to maybe that younger professional who's in there, who, you know, probably knows everything that I'm CEO that we need yeah. to do a Facebook yeah. reel or, or an Instagram yeah, reel. Exactly. And meanwhile, all they know about Instagram reels is twerking. And they're like, no, I'm not doing one of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, well, here's what I've seen go down and this is how you can optimize it. So yeah, it's, it's, a lot of what I do is educating professionals at the gamut of the range. So, yeah. Absolutely. And I've said this before and I'll say it again because I think that my generation has to catch on. <laughs> this internet thing is here to stay and you got to figure it out. And more normal than not now is that the owner of the company has to be the face of the company or you at least have to have a face of the company that is articulate about what the company does so, so important <laughs> right because once upon yes. a time i mean there was decades where you didn't know who the owner of coca-cola was until they wrote a book or something like that or somebody wrote a book about them and, and then but then even it was like 10 years after they they'd been running the company and it, it was just, it was not normal to get into the face of anybody, let alone the CEO of a yeah. company that's trying to just run their operations. And why would I go into social media and what is this going to do? Why am I doing this? <laughs> I still get that question every day from small business owners, but I think you 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 hit a pain point for a lot of people is hundred percent people buy from other people. You know, and I always tell this story when I'm teaching classes and it's from Mark Schaefer, who's like a pioneer in the marketing industry. He's got lots of books, but I heard him speak one time at Social Media Marketing World and this analogy that he said stuck with me. And it goes right back to your point, Michelle, on people buy from people. They want to see the face of the company. They want to know, you know, the purpose behind what it is that you do. So real quick, the story is he would go to his aunt's house or grandma's house or whatever on Sundays for dinner, would go into the guest bath powder and wash up for dinner con consistently, ivory soap, ivory soap, ivory soap. Because back in the day, the commercial, the airtime, the ad spend during midday television, aka soap operas, was ivory soap. That's how it got how it got to be named soap operas. Um, so fun little trivia there. But one day he went into the bathroom and he washed up and it was a whole different soap, like the fancy soap with like the lavender sprigs and the da da da. And he like was like, excuse me, what is this? Like held up the soap, like, what is this? And she goes, oh, do you like my new soap? Isn't it great? 
He goes, yeah, it's great. But like, what happened? You know, you were so brand loyal to the ivory soap. He goes, she goes, well, it's not the soap that I love. It's the hands that make the soap that I love. Because she found this soap that was made in the hometown where she grew up by, um, I think, um, folks that just kind of are restarting their life, getting, you know, out of, out of a hard time. And they learned how to make artisan soap, basically. And so she felt like she was giving back to people who, who are trying to make a new life for themselves. I was like, oh man, like that just hits home, right? To your point of people buy from people, people want to do better in the world. And so what once was very, very brand loyal and faceless marketing and just relied on that logo, it, it's kind of coming back around where there's way more options because of the digital universe that we all live in. But at the same time, you are missing out if you do not have someone as the face of your company or brand or have a very distinct voice. Um, I think the one example is Wendy's on Twitter. Hilarious, savage at best. And there's one woman behind it, but she doesn't go like, it's not her face, but the voice is like, you know, it's Wendy's. Like it is savage. And so it's coming up with that voice and tonality and having like a personality that goes with your brand, I think is just extremely important um, going forward. And this for those this of you age. in my generation, savage is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sa- the, savage is great. I mean, it's just like shady. They're like snapping back and, and it's hilarious. Go check it out. It's well, very, yeah, we're all going to be going over there. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Awesome. So yeah. what are some of the things that somebody could be doing that's um that that's fumbling in this whole they're still looking at cat pictures trying to get something to go viral and they're not understanding why somebody would like what are we supposed to put out kind of thing yeah I think it goes back to what does success look like for you on social media and so if it's 10,000 followers awesome but I want to ask you why Cause I don't know about you. I would rather have 10,000 email addresses and 10,000 followers. That's just me. And so, and, and by the way, that's like a red flag. If someone's like, I want to go viral. I'm like, mm, nope. Like <laughs> no, I'll no. pass. You know, like it's, it's more about how do you build connection, build up relationships, um, share your expertise, give value up front. And mm-hmm. to take a page out of Gary Vaynerchuk, he is a social media investor owns a huge agency in, in, in New York and has a lot of content online and a team of like 10 people. So lots of content to consume, but he always says, don't be that like 19 year old boy on a first date where they like want to go in for the kiss right away. Like wine and dine, give value, have a person out, they can go in for the kiss later. And that goes back to his methodology of like jab, 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 right hook, like give value, give value, give value, then ask for the sale. And so I, I ask every client that I talk with and and you two uh, listeners is share tidbits of information of value from your expertise. That being said, you might think, oh, everyone else knows this. They don't trust they don't share it and little bite-sized increments you don't need to give them the whole sandwich just give them like the bread and then like the next day give them like the meat and then the next day give them like a little tomato if that's what they're looking for you know just give them a little bit at a time 
so that they can really start to engage. They know, and you are starting to build confidence at the same time on camera and go on camera. I think is my biggest, do it just. And if you're like, I don't want to, okay, start. If you're on Instagram, start with stories. Cause you know what? They disappear in 24 hours and they're gone. Like just share what you're doing throughout your day. People want to know. It's weird. I know. We're just all enthralled with <laughs> it other people's so lives. It's so weird to us. <laughs> Trust me, it's very weird. I also found that with um, with some companies, it makes sense to have a party because everybody loves a party. They're easy yeah. to market. They're easy to, to um, garner attention for. And the question then becomes, okay, how do we throw parties in our business? And sometimes it's, you know, webinars and um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's networking events. Sometimes it's an open house. Sometimes it's round table. Like it's, it's something where you can invite the public to an event and, love. and those tend to be easier. And I always say <laughs> people love a party. And so if you have a very boring open house thing, make it a party and then you know, it becomes that much more interesting on social media. And that's a great way to get some experience in promoting something because you're not just kind of giving them the whole thing. You're enticing them along the way as to what's going to happen because usually you don't know what's going to happen until closer to the <laughs> date. So you're just kind of, hey, we have this idea. This is what we're thinking of doing. Hey, we got some attention with this. Hey, some people are coming. And, and it becomes that easier way to be able to um, spread out that social media. Yeah. And I think too, at the same time, when you're doing these, and I see this missed opportunity all the time, just in like neighborhood events and things, make sure you have a sign very present in your space or online or on a slide or in your background, just like you do here, Michelle, in the video version of this, have a QR code, have a call to action, have something where they can do something. So if they are sharing the amazing experience that they had at your open house, take, have them take a picture and and make sure they're tagging you and utilizing a hashtag so that you can find it. And at the same time, gather that user generated content. So people are creating the content for you instead of you having to do it all, which is like chef's kiss. Amazing. If we can do that. But a lot of people forget to put signage around or create these like Instagrammable moments within an actual party, um, as well as online. Like I've, experience webinars where literally the host will say, you know, take a picture, you know, like I'm going to pose, like take a picture of me and share it with your friends of like what you're doing in your professional business. Like, okay, I'll wait. And they like literally pose and people take out their smartphones and are snapping pictures or taking screenshots. And then they go and post it and tag the host. It's feels selfish to do that. But at the same time, One, you're providing that person with content to actually share, right? Because everyone's like, what do I share? And two, you're up-leveling your uh, expertise, your clout in some respects in that orbit um, for people to see that you're out and about and you didn't even have to create the content. Brilliant. It it is. And I think a lot can be taken from, it's almost like you want to have a celebrity status, it's you yeah. want to start um, getting more comfortable with that <laughs> celebrity lifestyle. So are there things other than learning how to pose, how to look good in a picture that somebody can do to look at, you know, Hollywood 
and go, okay, how do I take a little piece of this and then throw it onto my social media? Yeah, I think the first thing is don't compare yourself to other people who are not in your arena or people who have had, you know, they're on like chapter 13 of their business and you're on chapter one. Um, I fell into that trap and it was a really deep hole to climb out of. Um, so if you are feeling some, so just to say, if you're feeling some type of way, mute those people on social. You don't have to unfollow them. You can just mute them. I've done that. I have a few people on mute right now just because I feel myself comparing to them. I think in terms of, are you asking like, how do you want, how to, how to make like, yourself like look good or things like that? Like mechanics? Just, yeah. How do you become more comfortable? Like there are tons of people out there that have a lot of skill in this area. And if yeah. you see it as a skill, not, not a comparison, I would never yeah. <laughs> encourage you to yeah. do that, but to see it as a skill set that there's certain things, uh, you know, when JLo gets in front of a camera, JLo does JLo and, mm. and there's things that she does that makes her camera savvy that mm. people can do instead of going like why yeah. do you have a camera in my face <laughs> making, yeah. making cartoon faces at them there's certain things you <laughs> want to be able to to get a pose so that you know and it can be a signature pose that you do all the time when there's camera in front of you just so that if you get nervous you know what to do in front of a camera and that's okay that's totally cool in fact that's that's encouraged in this world and we just don't yeah. see it that way when we're trying to no, avoid I cameras totally... all our lives and then all of a sudden it's like oh I need a camera <laughs> yeah well and it's because it's like we were taught to like be humble and all of those things and it's like now everyone has you know a sliver of narcissism in their life because <laughs> we have to be out there in the world to even for people to know who we are and what we do and how we can help them right so my biggest tip is make sure you have some good light um great from a window uh if you see really great you know, well-lit video. A lot of times it's not all these fancy lighting and equipment. Listen, I am team. Keep it simple. I don't have fancy pants lighting. I am using a window. Um, you know, I have my, my iPhone takes all of my pictures because let's face it, those things can now take 4k video. Like, I don't even know why you would ever need 4k. I'm never streaming any of my YouTube videos on a big We're going screen. On to, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like jumbotron. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, where is this going? Um, and then I just think practicing, practice, 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 practice. And that's the only way you're going to feel comfortable. And even then you might not feel comfortable. Some days you're going to feel like, Ooh, I got this. I'm going to batch all my content. And other days you're going to be like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to. And so that's why having that level of self-awareness and knowing when during the day or during the week, uh, you feel like really confident and like moving and grooving batch as much content as you can, and then trickle it out. Um, that's my biggest takeaway for business owners, because we're busy running businesses. Like we are not here to create you know, 50 posts in 50 days, like that is not reality, despite what other gurus and creators say. Um, they are creators for a reason. We are business owners, totally different thing, totally different. Um, but yeah, practice your angles, get a tripod. So when you're filming, you're not like shaking everywhere. Um, I also have <clears throat> quick tip. I've been trying out this new thing called a flip stick. You put it on the back of your phone, and it has like, what is it like an ever, an evergreen, I don't know what it's called. Like it's sticky that always sticks to everything, like no matter what, and you just like wipe it off and you can like stick it again. Um, 
I've been liking it a lot. Uh, I it's been great for like filming time lapses of me working, right? And I don't have to like find my tripod on a wall somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, you could stick it to a wall. You could stick it to your computer. I think one time I needed directions, and I like and my GPS connector wasn't working, so I like stuck it to my um, like dashboard. (laughs) Like you can stick it to anywhere, and and what I love is I stick it to my window a lot. So when I'm talking, I get that good light. Um, that's my, it's my, one of my favorite things. Um, I just got it earlier, um, this month. So a few weeks ago, so far so good. It makes my phone extremely heavy. I will say that I'm like doing bicep curls with this thing. Um, but that has its advantages too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you know, just boosting that bicep bulk. It's great. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite things, but you don't need to have, a whole shebang just try it and, and have fun with it i love it so can you give us an example of a cinderella story of one of your clients oh my gosh okay so this was a client she <laughs> i love her she is a um professor at the university of washington and she came to me to get one-on-one help with her instagram this was right when reels came out she's like i don't want to be vid- do video i'm comfortable doing it I don't know how to edit. I don't know what to say. What's the proper way of doing it? So we built an entire strategy for her. The end goal being that she wanted to get a book deal and she wanted to get signed by um, a literary agent and get her book going. So we started at, I think she had around 1100 and, and in the publicist world for context and the publication publicist book world followers matter. Like you have to have an quote unquote audience. They don't really care how engaged it is. They just want to see like this inflated number. And I told her, I was like, we're not going to buy followers. We're going to do, do this the the hard earned way. And it's going to take some time. Are you in? And she's like, yes. So we came up with a, a formula for some, some, uh, what is it called? Some reels. She was doing some of the trending things. And she was like, this isn't feeling quite right, but like, I'll give it give it some time. Uh, so she was doing a mix of reels and carousels. She's a writer by nature. She has, you know, articles in psychology today and things like that. And let me just tell you, I, (laughs) when we had, we were coming up with concepts and ideas for her content and I told her, I was like, you need to get something set up so people can go and sign up for your newsletter. You got to get something set up. And then over one weekend, she put out this one, and it was a little bit controversial, opinionated, oriented, trending audio. 3.3 million people saw it. Yeah. Wow. Nice. She messaged me in the in the DMs on a Sunday and was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> like, I was like, did you set up the thing that I told you, the forum that I told you to set up so you can start collecting? No, no, no. And I said, you better do that right now and tell people about it. So she did that. She's been building up her email list. She's been building up her audience. She's been repurposing her reels over to TikTok. So downloading them and putting them over on TikTok, having, she was having way more quick success there. Um, let's see how many followers she's at now. really but good I, about making sure that people who want to see your content get it, which yeah. kicks Facebook in the face. Um, yeah, Facebook tries really... to take away your audience and TikTok's busy trying to find them for you, um, which I was really surprised by and shocked, even in the business world, that there are people going yeah. to TikTok looking for business reels and and it's been awesome. 
Yeah. And I think that's, that's one area that I started dabbling with, um, in 2020. And then my husband who works for the government was like, maybe not be on TikTok. I was like, okay, I don't ask questions when he tells me things. I'm like, okay. Okay. And now I'm like, I should have just ignored him. Um, (laughs) I'm like, they already have my data. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so now she has, uh, almost 26,000 followers on Instagram She's got like 50 plus on TikTok, uh, 50,000 plus on TikTok. And um, she's like roped in her TA to be in some of them with her. They do like roving reporters on the campus all the time. It's, I mean, she definitely has had, got this formula down um, and her confidence has skyrocketed. And now she is working with a literary agent and is on the verge of having a book deal. So yeah. Yeah. So So for those of you who missed that, no matter how many followers you have, you don't own them. You own your email list. And when they're yeah. interested, they will read your emails. <laughs> don't spam them. Yeah. <laughs> Send them things that are of importance to them so that they open it up. But you own your yeah. email list. You do not own your followers. And you also said something about doing it the hard way versus buying a bunch of followers. And the difference is buying followers aren't interested in you necessarily. They're interested in making money. And when yep. you do it the long, hard way that she's talking about, she's not, obviously not really, but it's, it's finding the people that actually are interested in you so that they actually are consuming your content and, and will and buy engaged. and yeah, they're, they want more of you. So that's oh, awesome. I love all of that. So what are some of the stumbling blocks that somebody might be having as they're listening to this? things going awry in their business and in their social media right now that they're going, oh my God, Carlin, I need you so badly. Yeah, I think the biggest gap that I've been seeing lately is they're being what they think is consistent. They're not sure where to put their attention and focus because there are so so many social media platforms and new ones being birthed and rebranded every day. Um, and so there's just like this uncertainty as well as this confusion uh, mixed with curiosity of like, where is going, where am I going to put all my attention to, in order to reach my ideal client? And so that's something that we do all the time is like, do that pulse check, that, that starting point where we're measuring where you're at right now, what's worked, what hasn't worked on all the platforms that you've been on, let's just say in the past year. So that if you're like, Hey, I know I'm doing Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, but like my audience doesn't feel like they're in all of those places and I don't have time to update all of those things. Where do you think I should be right now? And so that's where we pop the hood, look at the analytics, make some recommendations, and then build the strategy towards the platforms and towards the business goals that you have for yourself. So if you're not sure how to measure what success is looking like right now, you're putting content out regularly and you're not sure like, is this working? Like I'm not getting clients, but at the same time, we know that it is a slow build to get those clients, right? I always say social media is a marketing tool, not a sales tool. Um, it is a starting point, not the end goal. I mean, obviously we'd like to sell a $3,000 package through social, but they kind of know who you are first uh, in order to get there. So um, that's where I would say, you know, we bring some clarity in terms of the metrics because that there's a a lot of metrics on there and there's a lot of vanity metrics that don't matter, especially if you're looking to measure specific things um, for your business and overall uh, goals and objectives. So I know I love it. And I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. So how do they start their journey with you? 
Yeah, you can visit uh, osnapsocial.com forward slash resources. We got a ton of free downloads there for you. I'm kind of like a lead magnet creator junkie. Uh, there's a lot there. You can sign up for our newsletter. We put one out every Friday. We don't spam you. It's just valuable information, things to get you started. Um, and then as always, just follow me on Instagram, osnapsocialcarlin, K-A-R-L-Y-N, or on LinkedIn. Um, I'm there in a more professional way. Um, you can just search my name, Carlin Ankrum. So peeps, we will, of course, have all of our links in the show notes. Go ahead and click on those, open them up in a new browser, of course, because we're not finished yet. So Carlin, I get to ask you, at what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. We are a special breed, aren't we? We are. (laughs) Um, I think I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, When I was in eighth grade, it was career day and I actually shadowed the, um, this business owner of my local dance studio, which I actually still teach at part-time today because I wanted to own a dance studio. Like that was what I wanted to do. And I haven't given up on that childhood dream. I definitely think that's something that I'll be doing later in life. Um, but that was kind of like the first taste of it. And she gave me great advice. Like you have to know how to public speak and run numbers and finances, all those things. And then it was, again, I kind of got lovingly shoved uh, this direction when uh, I went through a set of layoffs because I kept working for startups like and they just run out of money and then they can't pay people and then they have to let them go. So that's where Osnap Social was born. But then I was kind of building it on the side and toying with the idea. And then my 30th birthday came and I kind of had this like now or never mentality And I hired a business coach to give me the language and the mindset, let's be honest, to be crazy enough to go in and pit and, you know, quit a perfectly well-paying job doing what I like doing and just be like, I got to go do this because otherwise I'm going to live with the regret of not doing it. And that was harder for, you know mustering up the courage to go in and, and and say, thank you so much, but I'm leaving to go pursue this other thing, like a crazy human. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You've been yeah. absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Go out there and make social media fun. I think we all stress and feel overwhelmed by it, but if you reframe it and make it something fun for you to do on a regular basis of sharing your knowledge and expertise with those who need it most, I think you'll see your attitude change around social media and how you show up for yourself and those prospects. I love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nadelak. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.